Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Board Games FM, powered by Theology of Games. This is AJ Skifstad, and just hoping you had a wonderful Thanksgiving with family and friends. I know I certainly did. It was just a weekend of feasting nonstop. I'm still eating because I'm still on holiday break. Um, I'm a teacher and haven't had to go back to school yet. Have to go back tomorrow, but that's all right. So this Thanksgiving, I was able to get some games to the table, excited about that. And um, I don't know if you guys saw the meme um, that Theology of Games posted or not, but it had the guy going crazy trying to tell uh, people and his family members on Thanksgiving how to play board games. And he had all these um, pin drops all over a map with, um, with yarn going between them, lines going back and forth between them. It was really funny. If you haven't seen it, check it out at TheologyofGames.com. Shameful plug there, but whatever. Uh, so we got a chance to play Wits and Wagers. That's always one of my favorite party games. And um, played it with seven players and all seven players. And we had so many people we had to break up into teams, which I thought was going to be a nightmare. Uh, I was wrong. We all had a lot of fun. People stayed engaged and um, didn't have to draw people's attention back too much to the game. And it was just great. We played that twice. Uh, the following evening, no, it was that same evening, we played um, some more Professor Evil and the Citadel of Time. Now, you've heard me talk about this in previous broadcasts. I really like the game. We felt like it was a little too easy the first time due to a mechanic that we were playing wrong. Um, based upon the original edition of the game. And then they changed it after they released it. Uh, in any case... Uh, the second time I played that game, we still beat it, but with more difficulty. We beat it with one turn to go. If Professor Evil would have had one more turn, he would have won. And then this time when we played it, Professor Evil was able to capture three of the four treasures uh, before we captured any treasures, and we still won. So I don't know yet. I want to play it a few more times to see if I'm just going to beat it every time or if Professor Evil is ever going to win. He certainly makes the game tense, but we haven't lost to him yet, so we'll see. And then finally yesterday, um, family was all gone, uh, and so it was just me and my wife sitting around, and we busted out Isle of Sky, which is one of my favorite games. It has that mechanic in it where the scoring mechanism changes every time. You have four different... Um, you have four different items that you're, you're scoring based upon your tile placement. And you don't even score each of them every round. You score different ones each round. I love that game. It's one of my favorite tile placement games. And uh, we played that, had a great time doing that. So we hope you had a great time playing some games with your friends and family and look forward to hearing what you guys played. So as always, feel free to drop a call in or uh, write a post and we'd love to hear it. We'll definitely put you on and, um, and just hear what exciting things you guys have been up to this holiday weekend. I guess that's it for right now. Check you later. Welcome back to Board Games FM once again. This is AJ Skifstad talking to you about some releases in the gaming industry. And I'm going to talk about one specific publisher, uh, Thames and Cosmos Games. And they have actually just kind of risen out of the ashes um, after just kind of a decline, I believe, in their market. There wasn't a lot happening there for a while. And all of a sudden, they just started producing a lot of games very quickly. And usually when we see that in the gaming industry, uh, that can be a bad sign. 
where they're just starting to put out a lot of games real quick and they're not always great. Well, I feel like with Thames and Cosmos, they've done really well, starting with the launch of Emotep back in 2015, I think, which was actually nominated for Spiel des Jahr or Kenner Spiel des Jahr. I can never remember which one is which. Well, I know which one is which, I just can't remember which games get nominated. I think it was up for Spiel des Jahr. In any case, um, they, they started their kickoff with getting back into the industry heavily with that game, I feel. And over the past year, we've seen a lot more happening, 2016 and 17. Um, we saw them release the second edition, of, not, excuse me, not even second edition, the second part of the story of Legends of Andor, which was a game that had lost a lot of steam. People loved it when it came out. Um, it was a cooperative game that people really enjoyed. And you're, you're these heroes going around a board trying to defeat a quest as stories unfold each round. And super fun game. I love it. It's one of my favorite campaign games. Um, and I actually have the uh, second part of the story. It's a full box edition game that is, I think it's called Journeys in the North. And it's all water-based. You're on a ship and there's islands and things like that. Haven't played it yet, but it looks awesome. I got that last year for Christmas. I'm so sad I haven't played it yet. Been too busy with Descent. Anyways, I, uh, I digress. Cosmos, Thames and Cosmos, they released that and um, that's really cool. It got people back into Legends of Andor and now they're reprinting uh, Pillars of the Earth. I talked about this a couple weeks ago, which is super cool. People have been waiting for this game because it's so hard to get a hold of. If you wanted it before the uh, reprint, it was going for hundreds of bucks online and, and on Board Game Geek. And if you were going to make a trade for it, you had to do like a three to one trade. It's just ridiculous. Um, I know Scott talked about this game in a previous uh, episode. He may do so again, but um, it's a really, really solid game from what I hear. I've not played it. I want to really bad. Um, I'm not going to pick it up just yet, but you can pre-order it, I believe, on Amazon right now. So if you're ready for that game to enter your collection, go ahead and pick it up because uh, you can do it now. It's back in print. Don't pay $150 for it anymore. It's not worth it. <laughs> you can pay uh, 50 or 60 bucks for it, I think, and add it to your collection. Um, uh, also, um, they have also released a new third part of the story to Legends of Andor, which I already was talking about. So it's another full boxed edition of, of that game, new stories and um, well probably an extension of the story from Journeys to the North. So there's three parts to this series right now, not to mention a little, uh, a little box expansion called uh, the Star Shield, I think. Check that out too. Lots of good stuff in the world of Andor. And finally, uh, they've released a whole new series of their exit games. Their exit games uh, were released at Origins this past year and they were selling like hotcakes. In fact, every day, they would only sell a certain amount of them and then they would just shut down their sales on them because people wanted them so much. When we were there, we actually missed out on it. Two days in a row, we missed out on it. So I had my brother-in-law go back. He picked us up all three, the Mummy's Tomb, the Abandoned Cabin, and the Secret Lab. Played through two of them. They were super fun. So they actually did win Kenner Spiel des Jahres this year. Um, so check those out. But what's even better is they just released three more. They did so well. So there's three more that you can purchase now. Actually, they're probably all sold out by this point, but um, keep your eye out for them. They've got three more. I don't know the titles of those ones, but if you like the original three exit games, 
there's three more. Tames and Cosmos, you're doing an awesome job. Keep the good games coming. We love it. Check you later. Hey everyone, it's Firestone here with Board Games FM, powered by Theology of Games. It's Monday after Thanksgiving, and I'm still stuffed. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving and played some games. I did not play a single game. Isn't that pathetic? I brought a whole bag full of them like I always do, and just circumstances didn't work out that we could play any, and so I was super bummed. But anyway, um, AJ this morning uh, started talking about Cosmos and some of the great games that they're coming out with. I've never played Legends of Andor, and so I can't comment on that one. And I have not played any of the Exit games, but I've heard great things, and I'm super anxious to try one of those. And the fact that they're a hit is great because it means that they'll be in print for a while, hopefully. But he did mention one that I just got to play. It's called Imhotep, and it was nominated for the Spiel des Jahres. And it is, uh, it is a super simple game, but with tense decisions. Um, I, I would probably call it a, a gateway game, but maybe a little next step gateway game. There are only three things you do on a turn. You get stones from your quarry, you place a stone onto a boat, or you sail the boat to one of the four spaces. And, I mean, that's it. So you go, oh, that's that's pretty simple. But there are so many things to, to think about. Which place do I... You can place the stone anywhere on the boat. And so you're like, well, if I place it here, I don't actually care where the boat sails to. But if I place it here, I really want the boat to go there. And so then your opponents are trying to figure out, where does he want that boat to go? Oh, if I send it here, that's way worse for him and way better for me. So I'll just do that. So it's a lot, it's kind of chaotic that you don't feel like you have much control, and I totally get that, but it is a short game, it is a non-gamer friendly game, and I've, I really liked the couple of plays that I've already had. I just traded for it, and, uh, and it's, it's really great, and I'll be bringing that to, you know, well, we'll see if anything gets played at Christmas, but it'll make its way to Christmas, and uh, Cosmos is, yeah, it's, they're coming back, and, and the reprint of Pillars of the Earth, and then there's another one. That's based on a Ken Follett book as well. I think I think it's called World Without End. I'm not positive about that. But anyway, they have kind of a at least a trilogy of, of things um, from Ken Follett based on the popularity of Pillars of the Earth. There was a second one. I can't remember what it was called. And then they just came out with the third one. And I played the second one. It was pretty good. But I don't know why I would ever have picked that one over Pillars of the Earth. So Pillars of the Earth is still my favorite. Uh, just a terrific worker placement game. It was. It seems like it was one of the early ones, and it's now coming back in print. So if you can grab a, a copy of that, do that. And if you do that, they have said that they'll probably print the expansion, which makes that game even better. So Cosmos, I love talking about Cosmos. They um, they came out with a bunch of great two-player games too. Uh, probably ten years ago. So many good ones. Lost Cities, Blue Moon, Odin's Ravens. Uh, I think they did Lord of the Rings Confrontation. Uh, just some great two-player games that I really... Jumbo, terrific game. Um, so I've, I've been a big fan of Cosmos for years. So thanks to AJ for bringing them up because they are a super publisher. And so check out those Exit Escape Room games. Definitely check out Imhotep for kind of a meaty gateway game with simple decisions but tense decisions. So... Anyway, let's keep this conversation rolling. Uh, what are some of your favorite Cosmos games? And have you played any of these, any of the Exit games, any of those? And uh, let us know what you think, and we will talk to you later. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.